We are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids. I am Julia Plugge with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. And I'm Tana Fancher with the Kansas Department of Wildlife Parks. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Welcome back to She Goes Outdoors. We're going to call this our bonus edition. We're pumping out two episodes this week. Mainly because this topic that we're going to talk about, this bonus edition, is pretty timely. So we want to make it sure that it gets out there and we have your ears. So this is Julia, and I'm here with Rachel today. And we wanted to host a special timely episode dedicated to two of our state's largest public events that just happened to be in the month of September. So let's cut to the chase. Let's list the, all the where's and the wins of these events. And after we do a little quick little where's and wins, little commercial preview, then we'll jump into uh, interviewing a guest that will get us deeper into the whys and the where's of. So uh, grab a piece of paper, listeners, uh, or your phone and mark all this information down. The Missouri River Outdoor Expo is going to be September 18 and 19 at Ponca State Park. And if you're not familiar with Nebraska, you're not familiar with that area, it's at Ponca, Nebraska. And our guest, Lynn, is going to tell you a little bit more about that. And while you have your note-taking information out, Rachel, tell us about Iowa's event. Yeah, morning, Julia. Uh, so Iowa's event this year is gonna be curtailed a little bit, but we are still gonna be hosting the fourth Saturday of September. So September 25th, in recognition of National Hunting and Fishing Day, we are hosting our event with the Isaac Walton League of Des Moines at Des Moines Waterworks Park. So right downtown Des Moines, 10 to 5 on Saturday, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff we'll talk about further. And then on Sunday, um, the Buckskinners are going to continue their rendezvous on, on Sunday. So we'll tell you more details, but September 25th, 10 to 5. Des Moines, Iowa, Waterworks Park. See you there. Only because the date is most near, we're going to kick off the conversation talking about the expo that is going to take place at Ponca State Park in Nebraska. Uh, so hang on tight, Iowa. We'll, we'll head over there very soon. Lynn Mellick, an event coordinator at Ponca State Park, is here with us today to share highlights, the schedule, and so much more. So welcome, Lynn. Thank you. We have mentioned this before. Uh, so Rachel and I actually met at the Ponca State Park in person. So it's kind of cool to like, reminisce, take it back to where this, I guess, our partnership within the two agencies began. But enough with that. Uh, <laughs> so... So as Julie mentioned, we, we actually met for the first time at Ponca State Park, but we're not here to talk about the good old days. We're here to talk about the event that's coming up. So Lynn, I want to know, um, how many years has the event been going on? This is the 16th year. That's unbelievable. And, and for our listeners like myself that might be directionally challenged, 
Where is Ponca State Park? It's located at Ponca, Nebraska. It's in the northeast corner of Nebraska. We're kind of in that tri-state area of Iowa, South Dakota, and Nebraska. Awesome. So Iowa listeners, you're going to have to jump the Missouri, get over there. Kansas, get in the car and start heading north, and uh, and you're going to run into it. And Nebraska, just keep keep heading east, and you'll, you'll find it. And it just happens to be, like, if you're at the tallest point of the park or one of the tallest points of the park, you can actually see Iowa, South Dakota, while you stand in Nebraska. Scenic view. Most definitely. And then kind of, you know, as you're talking about regional uh, people traveling, we actually kind of do, out of curiosity, do a walk through the parking lots and check out license plates. And we have had over 24 different states represented in our parking lots for this event. That's awesome. So Lynn, looking over the events Facebook page, I can't believe, like, it's just a big wow of, there is so much going on. And you can find more information out as we're talking at their MO River Expo, and that is their page, or just, you know, search Missouri River Outdoor Expo. Just yesterday, which happened to be Thursday, you posted the official program and the schedule of the event. Like, holy moly, it is several pages packed tight, like, size eight, maybe size six font of outdoor excitement. So by far, my favorite area is always the shooting range. Uh, There's muzzle loading, pellet gun, archery. What am I missing? Like what other firearm or shooting activities or hands-on activities just happen to be down that shooting range area? We have 12 ranges within our shooting complex and every range is live. We have aerial archery, we have 3D archery, we have crossbows, we have slingshots, tomahawks, atlatls, 22 shotguns, muzzle loaders, and the list just keeps going on. Even a little range for our, our little tykes, we have a Nerf gun range for them. So it's just so much to do. And it's in such a way that there's something for everyone. And you can just feed off your excitement. Um, as, as Julia mentioned, we, we're looking at the schedule and we see new all the time. What, uh, what are some of the new activities you're excited to launch this year? Um, that's something too. Each and every year we try to add new elements into the expo because we want to be able to, you know, we have, we have so many families that this is like a family tradition. They mark it every year on the calendar, expo happening no matter what. In fact, I'm going to quickly, I'm, I'm taking out a soft subject for a second, but this is something that I, I just think your, your listeners might be having interest in, is that it's such a family tradition that there was one family that went out of the way to share their this story with us. They said that they all gave their kids a choice, Walt Disney World or the Expo. Those kids chose Expo. Isn't that amazing? Insane. I totally would. I, would. I would go with the Expo versus Disney World. There's, for so many reasons. That's cool. Yep. But yeah, getting back to the new things, yeah, we, each and every year we add new things into it. And again, we try to keep it real broad. We'd like to be able to include the whole family and the activities here at Ponca State Park. Um, some of the new things this year, we're doing geode cracking. Because again, think about when you were a kid and your kids, as they've been growing up, kids love rocks. They're shiny, they're smooth, they have interesting shapes to them. And so we're kind of taking that to the next level. We're going to do some geode cracking with them. We have a group coming in that's going to have a huge display of an assortment of rocks and minerals, and they're going to teach kids how to crack open a geode. And the geode that they get to crack open, they get to keep. 
So that's just one of the many new activities we've got going on. We have another group coming in and they're going to demonstrate how they do a leather carving, how you see on like purses and belts and things like that, that detailed tooling on, on your leather features. And they're going to show how they, they go through the process of doing that. And then we have glass blowing demonstrations for something new this year. Again, you don't see very often where a kiln can be transported from a studio facility to a, a festivity. And this group, they have a portable kiln. They come in and they're going to be doing glass blowing demonstrations throughout the whole weekend. And so those are just a couple of the new things. And then even getting our kids outside, you don't see as many kite flying, uh, kites flying in the parks as we used to. And so we're trying to reestablish that interest and kind of spark a new interest in that with some new of the modern kites that are out there and available to them. So we have a group that's coming out and they're going to have some kites of all sizes up and flying if we have the wind. And then they're going to do some kite demonstrations as well on both days with the trick kites that are out there. One of our groups that's called Go Dogs Omaha, they do fly ball competition, an agility course with their dogs, and they're going to bring in some disc dog competition so that people can see what goes on and training their dogs for that. And then the competitions that take place. And they're even going to give guests an opportunity to come out with their dogs and learn a few tips on how to possibly train their dogs for these competitions. It's the Nebraska Game and Park Centennial this year. And to kind of play off that a little bit too with the expo, we've made sure to include 100 hands-on activities. Ah, so that explains the like size fork font, like on your program, like you have to, I mean, how else do you stick a hundred activities listed on that program other than that's why it's size fork? Yes, get that's your microscopes out. <laughs> you you kind of need your microscope, but that's like, that's awesome. That means there's a lot to look forward to and a day packed. So if I'm planning to bring my family, so I have ages four to 11. Is there something that at the expo for all those ages to do? Yes, most definitely. We have a kids discovery zone area on the riverfront. And just within that kids discovery zone, we've got learning to cast opportunities. We also have career corner with live and furs and skulls and things like that, just getting them familiar with the diverse species that are here in Nebraska. We also have some water feature activities that they can do. Um, we have sensory things going on in that area. Just And then CSI, let's test their knowledge and have them kind of work out a mystery of solving something that took place. So they get to do their own little CSI in that area. And that's just within that area. And also close by the Kids Discovery Zone. Isaac Walton's there and they're going to be making bird feeders with our, with our youth. We also have, okay, of course, the geocracking going on in that area. The list just goes on and we also do, you know, some cooking, family cooking, so that the whole family can learn to do some outdoor cooking with like pie irons and kebabs and things of that nature. Even some Dutch ovens going to be taking place. And then we can come up here by the center. And at the center, we have a ropes obstacle course that is for all ages. We have a rock climbing wall, and that one is based on weight a little bit. So they need to be at a certain weight. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the exact weight ramifications on that. Um, but we also have a tent that's going to be full of live snakes from Nebraska, along with turtles. And there's going to be UNL students that are going to be doing little introduction programs of all the different species and talking about what goes on with the species bars, where it lives, what it eats, um, things of that nature, how big they can get, how they protect themselves. And 
So it's really neat seeing those young kids coming in and learning from the older kids because little kids idolize the older kids and it makes those older kids kind of boost their ego and say, you know, I can, I'm, I'm smart, I'm intelligent and I can share what I've learned with the new generations coming up. And so it's great being able to see all the multiple generations making that connection together, putting on these different programs and activities. That is super fun. And I always see too that there's a lot of scout groups there and 4-H clubs. So not only are they just coming with their families, but they're coming with their youth organizations or even adult organizations as well. Yes. And even some of those organizations, they volunteer as well. They'll take like a shift and volunteer and then they go explore the rest of the time where they're here. Our, a lot of our scout troops help teach other youth how to do the atlatls and the tomahawks and the slingshots. And then we also even have some scouts that are working on their outdoor survival skill badges. And so they'll help demonstrate how they do fire starting. Without a doubt. It's amazing. Just just the, the list that you've come up with, it, you can very clearly see why um, the family chose going to Ponca State Park for the outdoor expo as opposed to going to Disney World. With Disney World in mind, I, I certainly know that, that some families find it cost prohibitive. So I've got to ask, what's the cost to attend the, the Missouri Outdoor Expo? That is something that we're really, really passionate about too, is that we have an amazing support system here with this event through our sponsors and our volunteers. Because of them, we are able to bring this whole event together at no cost to guests. The only cost to them is the vehicle permit that they need in which to get into the state park. And that for a daily, really cost affordable. It's $6 for a Nebraska licensed vehicle. For an out-of-state licensed vehicle, it's $8. And you can put as many people as you want into that vehicle for that cost. You heard it here, folks. $8, an entire day of family fun, spanning from Dutch oven cooking to learning how to use kebabs, to the shooting range, to some CSI. I'm blown away at, at just the amount of activities for just the cost of getting into the state park. It's insane. That was good. Rachel, you can't even buy like a little bag of chips, snack size chips for $8. At I, was gonna say, I can't even, I can't even feed one person in my family, let alone the entire family for the day with $8. Exactly. Yeah, and we even bring in entertainers as well for this event. So there's, there's, um, there's ex-women loggers doing log rolling competitions and, you know, cutting logs and things of that nature. But we also have Doc Dogs aquatic competitions where the general public can also participate in, bring their dogs in, see how far that they can jump into the pool, how high they can jump. We have, you know, trick dogs. We have, and then I was going to say, we have, you know, the Gould Brothers Excavation Shooting Team here. We have Matt Stutzman. He is a Paralympian coming and he's going to be doing shows for us. In fact, with his show, he's doing a little interesting twist to it. He is going to be shooting a floating styrofoam duck on the water with a bow and arrow. And of course, folks, he doesn't shoot with hands. He's the armless archer. And he's Iowa's own. Just to, yes. just to remind Ooh. all our listeners, Iowa's own, Matt Stetsman. Yeah, he's, he's an amazing archer, and it's wonderful to see. Now, I've got to ask, Lynn, you're right there on the river. Any activities to get people out on water? Um, this year, due to the water levels being down, we, were, we had to cancel our boat tours. So... Actually, on the water of the river, we will not have any activities there. But we do have things going on in the pond. That's where the kayaking is going to take place. That's where general fishing is going to be, along with some bow fishing. 
But even just the scenic view of doing those activities like right next to the river alone is worth going to. Now, if people are going to try their hand at fishing on the pond, do they need a license? No, not for this event. Lynn, with the given times and everything that's going on, um, do you have any suggestions or or thoughts you want to pass on to listeners that are coming out, you know, as, as to how we're keeping the public safe? In regards to the COVID, um, one thing that we are doing is, is that we are trying to space out activities out more than they have been in the past so that we can try and keep people from being bottlenecked. And so that way they have more opportunity to do the social spacing. There will be hand sanitizer stations and masks available throughout the park. We have three main venue locations that shuttles are constantly flowing through. And so they'll have access to those in all those locations and at different ranges and things of that nature. Guests are not required to wear masks and neither are our volunteers, but we do recommend that for everyone's safety. Um, We did eliminate a few activities that were very hands-on because of the concern for the younger generation and them not being able to get vaccinated. No, it totally makes sense. And, and given everything that's going on, really understandable. So folks, if you're heading out, plan on walking a little bit further to get to some, some new area within the state park to explore, to really kind of keep yourself spread out. So if you're heading that way, um, I hope you have a wonderful time. I am so jealous that that this is happening next weekend. But Lynn, before we let you go, you have any other things you want to highlight? I mean, my head is just overflowing with all of the different things that the visitors can do. But anything else you want to spotlight? I just would like to say that, you know, this is an opportunity for families to get together and just kind of make that special bond and create that bond with our outdoors in such an, a nice relaxing atmosphere. We have so many things going on as you saw from the program, but we spread them out throughout the park. So it doesn't feel like you're on top of each other with these different activities. It's spread out so that way people can space. One thing that we hear from people that come to the event, there's just so many things they can't get it all in one day. So a lot of them plan to come back both days. So that might be something you might wanna put onto your radar as, as well as you're planning for the event that maybe to make it a two day visit. Lynn, where can they learn more about the event? Uh, you can find more about the Missouri River Outdoor Expo on the Missouri River Outdoor Expo website. So it'd be MissouriRiverOutdoorExpo.com and also on our Facebook page. We're keeping those both updated pretty regularly with information in regards to activities that are going on and uh, protocols that we might be changing or you know things of that nature. And uh, if there's any weather things coming up, we're going to, you know, hit those as well. If it's going to be a sunny, beautiful day, if it's going to be windy, if we're looking at rain, we're going to make sure you know that so that way you have that raincoat with, we're going to look at some rain coming our way, but the event will happen and we're excited. It's great to be back at it. It won't rain. It won't rain. It won't rain. We're there Friday of the event with uh, over 600 fifth graders. It won't rain. It won't rain. (laughs) Now, Lynn, I have one parting question for those of us that, you know, might be traveling in from out of town. We get there. We have so much fun on day one. We decide we're going to stay. Can we, I haven't been to Ponca State Park in years now since I met Julia. So can we camp on site? Are there other lodging available or maybe in the surrounding town? Right now with the expo, because of it being so enormous, we actually have to fill the cabins and our RV sites with staff that we're bringing in and volunteers that we're bringing in to make this event successful. So I don't have any general public camping available during this event, but I do know that um, 
that the rodeo grounds has a few campsites in town. And then there's also a, what we call um, Turkey Creek Ranch, and they are within a 20 minute mile radius. And then of course, if you would prefer to stay in a hotel, there's South Sioux City, which is 20 minutes away as well with hotel rooms. Ladies, gents, listeners, if you're heading that way, plan on two days, get your reservations now and and we're all knocking on wood because it's not going to rain that weekend, nor is it's it going to rain the next weekend. So we hope you all have a have a wonderful time uh, attending the Missouri River Expo at Ponca State Park. All right, Rachel, on my bucket list is to attend the Iowa Outdoor Expo. I've heard so much about it. I'm excited to see what you have going on, because it seems like if I'm when I'm checking out your Facebook, checking out the websites. It may be just a tick difference. There's a lot of similarities, but there's some things that are different that kind of fits what you your mission was. So give us the lowdown. Let's refresh their memories, the where's the wind and what's going on. Yeah, so the, the Iowa Outdoor Expo started with the Isaac Walton League here in Des Moines. They came up with this idea of really wanting to um, teach people in town different aspects of conservation, just different pieces of outdoor education and different technique skills so that people can get out and enjoy activities here in the Metro. So the Iowa Outdoor Expo is traditionally held the fourth weekend in September. um, And that coincides with the National Hunting and Fishing Weekend. So um, we really try and spotlight both of those aspects in addition to um, just other amazing things that we have um, in our backyard. Now this year, we've scaled it down a little bit with everything that's going on. Um, We really took a step back and said, we're gonna rock 10 to five on Saturday at Waterworks Park in Des Moines and really just just enjoy the day. Um, But the whole weekend is actually gonna be a Buckskinner rendezvous. So for those of you that have never seen a Buckskinner rendezvous, put yourself back to, Oh goodness, 1830s, 1820s, when when people were really living off the land, um, and so you have campouts all over the place, and and they will do axe throwing and different components of um, what it was like to just live on the frontier. This year, we're also going to be having paddling, so you can head over to the pond and try your hand on the water we're going to be fishing so grab a pole we'll have bait and all that so you can get out and and get fishing we will have our turn in poachers trailer on site so if you had interest in learning about some of the different cases that our local conservation officers have made whether it's seized animals whether you know there's big old bucks there. There's other critters. We even like to talk about some of the grizzly bear that was actually confiscated as part of a case. So different stories to learn about um, maybe what not to do in the future. The Isaac Walton League in Des Moines has an amazing archery range. So we'll have that archery range going up and similar to the Ponca State park we'll also have a youth area so um we might we have some nerf archery um equipment there so so all ages can really shoot on the range rachel when you uh you mentioned grab your pole or grab a pole are you providing fishing poles for 
Yeah. Yep. So our Fish Iowa program and the Isaac Walton League work together to provide poles. We provide worms. We provide bobbers. Um, and then we also have people on site that know what they're doing. So um, in addition to, to some of us just saying, here, go fish, we actually have people that are avid fishermen and, and can really help you actually catch fish. So, so I think that's an important component, that education, um, because I certainly can tie a knot, but unfortunately there's usually just the hook sitting there at the end of the day when I'm done fishing and, and no <laughs> fish to show for it. So, I get it. I get it. I understand. Yeah. So it's an amazing opportunity. Like Lynn was mentioning, we've been doing this now for over 10 years. So we see the same families that'll come one day and then they're back on Sunday. Um, and then they've coming for like 10 years, which is amazing to see some of these families grow up. We are just kind of curtailing it down to a 10 to five event on Saturday. So, so we might not see that carryover this year, but we hope to have it back up and running next year again. I always tend to geek out on the encampment areas, taking us back into our heritage. I just absolutely love how that group of individuals is dressed in the gear of the era. And so it's just, I love how they study their history and then they are teaching us firsthand displays of that. And I know Ponca will have that same thing at their expo. Tell us what they're doing as far as in these heritage encampments. So when we when we think kind of the buckskinners, we're talking about reenactors that are are kind of showing off what it would have been like to live from like 1800 to 1840. So think, you know, traditional skin clothing, coonskin caps, that type of thing. And so so they actually set up all of their different uh, sites or their camps, like in this big circle. And then in the middle, they'll have a fire, they'll have axe throwing and just different things. So you can just kind of walk through as if, as if you were walking back into, you know, 1820 and, and seeing how people lived. Um, in the past, we've actually done muzzle loading demonstrations on the range. Um, we've done, you know, different things like that this year it'll be a little different. So we should have the the tomahawks going and um, just really the opportunity to kind of watch people doing different hobbies. Um, they have tanned hides in the past, just just a really cool opportunity to kind of step back in time and, and immerse yourself in that time period. You hit a lot in a short amount of time. It sounds like a lot of fun. I'm hoping that I can cross that off my bucket list on September 25th on that Saturday and and check it out. Honestly, I feel like uh, your uh, event, your outdoor expo over there in Iowa could be top off Disney World too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a wonderful event. They both are. I mean, just, just really focusing on trying to get people out and really kind of reconnect and rediscover or learn brand new activities. I mean, I'm excited to see photos of the kites in the sky, uh, you know, with the river in the background, like it's going to be awesome. I grew up <clears throat> on the East coast and it was, wasn't uncommon to go to the beach in the fall. And it was just a buzz of kites on the beach. So it's, it's cool to think that we're going to take that image, move it to Nebraska and have it right on the river. So I'm excited to hear how that goes. 
And we know that the outdoors is the safest place to be. So go outside, go to these events, learn something new that you can later on pursue, or maybe it's an activity that you haven't done since a child. You know, like Rachel, she hasn't flown a kite <laughs> since maybe being a child. So this is the opportunity to learn that. The instructors that are going to be at both of our events, they are certified instructors in different ways. They are there volunteering their time to, te to teach you, to teach your kids how to do this. So what better way than to attend these free events and, and to absorb these activities and then ask those experts the questions that are burning or where can you go next to take that next step? That's my final plug. What about you, Rachel? Yeah, I, I mean, grab your sunscreen, grab the hat, you know, get out there and learn. I mean, just to see the working dogs at the at the expo, like that alone would be amazing. But then you have log rolling, you have all of these different demonstrations of people that that thoroughly enjoy what they do. So whether you're in Iowa, whether you're in Nebraska, get out, take the family. It doesn't have to be your kids. You can borrow the neighbor's kids and take them if you need that excuse to go. Um, we have families all the time that happen to be in their 50s and 60s and they're out just enjoying themselves learning new skills it it doesn't have to be for 10 year olds um i think one of my favorite memories of our expo was i was working our um aerial archery machine so we throws these giant discs up into the air and you can use a, a traditional bow to shoot at them and this woman came up to me, she was probably five, two and probably mid eighties and said, am I too old? I said, doesn't appear to be that you're too old. Let's go. And by the end of it, I mean, she didn't leave. She stayed there for the next hour with me and shot because she was having so much fun. Um, and, and it's, you're never too young to learn. You're never too young old to have fun. So get out there, enjoy yourselves. And um, I can't wait to see pictures. So I think we're going to do a little swag giveaway. I'm going to jump ahead, Juliana. But if you're out and you're taking photos at either of the events, post it on our Facebook page. She goes outdoors. Let us know what you enjoyed. And we're going to send you some She Goes Outdoor swag. I'll throw in an Expo t-shirt, too. Oh, yeah. There you go. The and plot thickens. And if you happen to find me at the Missouri River Outdoor Expo, I will have some swag on me. She Goes Outdoor swag. Uh, so if you can find me, and we don't already personally know each other, <laughs> <laughs> I will, uh, I'll have some merchandise to, to hand out. And as also, as Rachel said, that you posted on the Facebook, if you tag us, we'll get it sent out to you. All right, Rachel, wrap it up. All right. Listeners, thank you again for joining us. Lynn, thanks for your time this morning. We, uh, I think we already set the challenge, but get out there. Enjoy your weekend. As always, like us on Facebook. Um, we will be putting the show notes so that you can get the agendas for both events and, and really find more there. So 
We look forward to seeing you out. Enjoy National uh, Hunting and Fishing Day, the weekend of the 25th, even if you're not at the Iowa Outdoor Expo. Uh, get out there and do enjoy. Um, it's beautiful weather this time of year. And as always, we will see you outdoors. Mm -hmm.